Hi, I'm Bob Merberg. Welcome to the Hi-Ho podcast, produced in conjunction with the Hi-Ho newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter at hiho.substack.com. That's H-E-I-G-H-H-O dot substack.com. Today's episode is based on one of the most popular posts in my series looking at work through the lens of Disney's 1937 classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Here, I use Snow White's hit song, Whistle While You Work, as a springboard to explore the history of music at work with tips on the genres that do or don't make good on-the-job listening based on your likes and dislikes and the task at hand. Off we go! Upon arrival at an unfamiliar cottage deep in the forest, the exiled princess in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs orchestrates a deep house cleaning, her adorable and industrious posse of woodland critters teaming up to help. She urges them on, singing, Whistle While You Work, a song forevermore lodged in our brains like some collective earworm. The lyrics extol the wonders of whistling while working. They promise it speeds you up and or synchronizes the team, quote, a song to help you set the pace, end quote, makes time fly, singing, it won't take long when there's a song, turns your frown upside down, singing, when hearts are high, the time will fly, so whistle while you work. This last point sneaks up on you with the old transitive property argument. Music makes time fly. Time flies when you're happy. Therefore, music makes you happy. The full lyrics sung in many performances add a fake-it-until-you-make-it mindset to suggest whistling makes you happier even when you're swamped. Singing, when there's too much to do, don't let it bother you. Forget your troubles. Try to be just like a cheerful chickadee and whistle while you work. Unfortunately, if I, if I play the Disney song here, lawyers wearing suits and musketeer hats will storm into my office and take me away in an unmarked van. Go to the show notes for a link to the YouTube video. The scene is really a lot of fun to watch. Anyway, this all begs the question, what are the advantages or disadvantages of music at work? Before the Industrial Revolution, weavers, farm workers, miners, tailors, and domestic workers were known to sing while working. Such songs could set the pace and rhythm of the work, writes sociologist Marek Krasinski. The laborer would scythe to the rhythm of the song being sung, and the songs being sung would be altered according to different demands, Krasinski said. Sailors had one kind of sea shanty for hoisting anchor, that is heaving, for example, and another for hauling rope and setting sails. Heave, haul, heave, haul. And by the way, hi-ho. The soundscape of industry eventually muffled most workers' impulses to join in song. Though musical traditions persisted in a few factories, 
As well as glee clubs and on-site performances emblematic of welfare capitalism, in which workers were showered with perks, often as a means to ward off union organizing. Listening to music while you work, rather than singing or whistling, emerged as and remains the hotter topic. While there's gobs of research about background music and productivity, the belief that music puts a charge into productivity was exemplified by the British government's Music While You Work program, switched on in factories in 1940 to speed up munitions manufacturing during World War II. The BBC piped upbeat music into participating factories twice a day. Output increased by 12.5 to 15% immediately following the sessions, managers reported, claiming it reduced fatigue, relieved tedium, increased happiness, improved health, relieved nervous strain, and decreased absenteeism. The BBC asserted that background music in offices, however, was a non-starter, saying the normal routine of an office cannot be conducted successfully against a background of music. With more people working in office settings and today often alone in home offices, the calculus of office music has shifted not only because of the physical environment, but also the proliferation of personal music. You're more likely to use headphones or AirPods or some other device rather than find yourself subjected to your employer's or co-worker's hit parade. Spoiler alert. One of the best analyses led by psychologist Domenico Sanseverino and his team at University of Turin concludes, quote, Music has different functions at work, and its effect should be considered to be context-dependent. For example, music can serve multiple functions in different situations, such as promoting concentration or during a break. Moreover, music use is also influenced by personality, end quote. After wading knee-deep into journal articles, um, while listening to the psilocybin therapy playlist curated by psychologist Bill Richards, I have more questions than answers about music's effect on work, especially the increasingly common kind of work requiring intense thinking, let's call it brain work. Research draws different conclusions, largely because, as the spoiler suggested, everything depends on the setting, the tasks, the music, and the listener. Here are six of the most persuasive findings. One, instrumental music can be helpful for brain work and creativity, but lyrics are likely to be distracting. Two, background music can impede performance when a worker strongly dislikes it or likes it. Three, relaxing music reduces productivity of industrial work. Four, music can boost worker happiness, which can lead to improved performance. Further research is needed to determine whether it makes them happy as a chickadee. Five, the option to listen to music makes work more enjoyable and increases job satisfaction. Six, 
Listening to music can block unwanted distracting noise. Sansaravino and his University of Turin team conclude, quote, Music listening preferences could be another environmental characteristic of some workplaces that enhances employee autonomy, which, according to self-determination theory, could be a motivational boost and thus improve both well-being, for example, job satisfaction, and job performance, end quote. They advise management should work with employees to implement personalized interventions. For those who can choose to listen to music but can't decide how to construct their on-the-job playlist, Sam Chemis, after reviewing the research for a Zapier blog post, also put that link in the show notes, offers four spot-on tips for your decision-making process. Try upbeat or complex music for tedious work is tip number one. Two, listen to slower, simple, instrumental music for creative work. Three, consider nature sounds if your tunes distract you. Four, listen to music you feel like to feel happier and more satisfied. Acknowledging that listening to music isn't feasible in many work settings, like call centers, Sanseravino challenges employers who could allow it but refuse to. Quote, it may be that there are some obstacles or resistance from supervisors that cement the view that listening to music at work is counterproductive. However, if further in-depth studies tailored to the work context confirm some of the findings, listening to music could be considered a small but smart support in building a personalized and enjoyable work situation for people at work, end quote. Speaking of cautionary tales, potential obstacles or resistance from supervisors were eventually acknowledged by Disney after decades of regaling us with whistle while you work first episode of Disney's DuckTales revealed a less rosy view of working life when Scrooge McDuck warns an employee, there'll be no whistling while you work. 